Hello, everybody. My name is Zared. Welcome to Zared's Record. So the topic that I wanted to talk about today was it's going to kind of address a little bit of the last episode because I've had this conversation with my dad and a few other people about specifically the, the role that the church plays in America. So I want to address it a little bit. I'm not going to go ahead and restate everything about the last episode. I highly suggest you check that out. Uh, episode 9. Um, it's called You Don't Get Me. You Don't Get Me! That's pr- that's how you're supposed to pronounce it anyway, because it's if you read the description. By the way, you should read the descriptions of all of it, of all my episodes, because I, I kind of try to make sure it's a little interesting, and I put some work into them, and it has links to all my... Uh, all my all my my Instagrams, all my social medias, my YouTube, and anywhere that you want to support me, and I need the support, so I would love for you to do that. So while we're on the topic of that, let me go ahead and say that if you want to follow me on my social medias, check the description of both the YouTube video that that you may be watching this on, and the streaming platform that you're listening to this on. And um, if you're watching this, you can see that my apparel today, I got a lot of cigar with me because I wanted to try something out. It's also good for the set. Uh, we're in Texas, so there's a lot of mosquitoes around. So it's a, it's like a mosquito repellent. So if, you, if you're watching this, you see what my apparel is. If you're not, then um, I'm wearing a uh, an America hat with the... Nice little gold watch. I totally forgot about this until I looked at it. Got a cigar that I'm smoking. I got a bulletproof vest on, some red shorts, and these this uh, these shorts are kind of a sneak peek of the next episode. I'm gonna definitely lean into more of what uh, I am doing personally, in terms of my interests anyway. So those of you on YouTube, make sure you check the description. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, call me racist. And uh, send me death threats in the comments or in DMs or whatever. And uh, if you're listening to this on streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever it is that you get it, uh, make sure that you you follow, download the show, and leave a five-star review or a one-star review also calling me racist. So, all right. Let me go ahead and address something from the last um, episode, episode nine. I've had this conversation, and um, people always get to misconstrue the role that the church plays in American society, all right? We make laws that legislate morality all the time. It's not, I mean, it, it, you, can, you can try to debate that it's not, but we do. I mean, we legislate the fact that you can't murder someone, but, and, and that's also another reason why it's a felony, is because you cannot murder somebody because it goes against the Constitution, which is why we make it a, a felony. You, you, um, you make a, you, you commit a crime against the entire country because it's in, it's guaranteed in the Constitution. You have the right to life, which the Dems don't like to acknowledge, but it's there. So you have the right to life. And people like to say, "Oh, what the separation of church and state?" The separation of church and state really doesn't have anything to do with the um, the church making laws or having the big you know government or the church basically becoming the government 
and making laws and um, rulings and everything. That's actually not what the separation of church and state means. It's also not in the Constitution, for those of you um, who don't know, that uh, people like to say, oh, well, it's unconstitutional because separation of church and state. That's, it's not in the Constitution, first of all. If it's actually in some of the Jefferson um, writings, diaries, notes, that's where that comes from. But even then, it's it, the whole idea of separation of church and state is so that way the government doesn't make rulings based on the, I guess, the consensus of what what church should rule overall. That's that, that's the whole point of it. And, it's, and most importantly, it's so that way the government doesn't actually get involved in um, in making laws against the church. It's to protect the church more so than it is to protect uh, the church taking power. It's actually there to protect the church because, you know, every everybody here, I mean, we're all, we're, we're based on Christian Judeo values. And I realize now that I have this cigar and I realize that I'm singular, so I can't necessarily take too much of a pause to get this cigar in me. I just realized that the more you learn on the environment I'm in, it's, it's sitting, I'm outside, Got some birds chirping, greenery, and um, well, this is a learning experience, all right, God, I told you I wanna switch up the tempo a little bit. But that's what I wanted to address is the whole separation of church and state. Whenever people use it, it usually don't, it doesn't mean anything, and um, they have no idea what it means. But even even like the people who are saying the separation of church and state don't actually believe it because they also, they want their rituals and church to be ruling of them all. They don't mind if someone goes to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh because he believes that murdering a child is murdering a child. And so they send that one dude from California, goes over there to assassinate him and he gets caught. And then he confesses and he starts crying like a little bitch. So they, even they don't believe that. They, they, they believe that they what they should do, what they want should be the law of the land. So it's like people don't actually see what their ideology or what everything leads to. I don't remember if I, I don't exactly remember if I addressed this last, last podcast, but people don't, people don't ever see what they're, and by people, I mean the people on the left, all right? The people who are pro-murder pro don't actually see where the ideology leads to. Whenever they say that there is a, life starts at this or life is based on this, they don't ever see that there could be a gray line or the whole carbon net zero emission stuff that they always, the climate, that is the religion, the whole climate stuff, that the whole climate alarmism stuff is doesn't actually lead to anything. Because whenever you say carbon net zero, I mean, first of all, plants love carbon. I mean, this is, this is why we breathe out carbon. I mean, I got some, I got some carbon here. Oops. And then also, so are we saying carbon zero, carbon net zero, like where does that lead to? Because it's so vague that the ESG policies, carbon net zero does, I mean, Bill Gates openly has said that he believes that we should control the human population because of climate. We're all gonna die. If you don't kill your kids, there's gonna be overpopulation. Even though if you take a plane over the United States, you see there's so much empty land and also you can, fit the entire population of the world inside of Texas. But, you know, climate, climate, whatever it is, 
That's just not a that's just not a reality. So that that's that's the ultimate religion. They don't ever see what it goes through. This so was like with the whole pro murder. They're saying, well, the child isn't a child until this, or until you know, the child isn't a child until you know they can use their brain, or they can, you know, they have reality. They can uh, they have a, a conscious, I guess. They have memory, but it's like, okay, but what about someone who is a paraplegic or is in a coma? Like, does that not count? They're like, well, no, because they've already been born and they'd had consciousness. But I was like, well, that's not what you said. Now you're just moving the, the whole goalpost, which is what they do. So it's not like anything crazy or anything. It's not out of the ordinary. And ah, it's very irritating. So with that said, um, this leads me into what actually inspired this episode. Uh, I wrote like two episodes and actually this this episode was going to be a completely different topic. It was actually going to talk more about on the different, like, what people, like, try to, I guess, make public enemy number one, what they're saying, these damn Republicans, they want to make us, so that way we can't do whatever we want, and this and that. I was actually going to be that, the topic of the episode, but I actually wanted to change it up a little bit, because I had a conversation with somebody, with one of my friends, he still happens to be a gay boy, and, uh, or he says he's bisexual, but, I mean, you're just gay. One is one is the default, and the other ones you, you like, dude. So you're you're just gay. Just just say you're gay, dude. So what I wanted to say, or what he said, and what he's noticed, and um, and especially since I, I'm not gonna say I woke him up, or I um, made him see the logic, and the truth. I, I definitely, exposed him to some of the lies that the Dems have uh, have spoken. And also he learned more so himself than actually I contributed. Whenever he voted for Biden, now he sees exactly what everything's going on. And now he understands, oh, I voted for this and this is exactly what I voted for. And what it was, was uh, we have a conversation because he's, now that he's ha- now he has this revelation about how the world works in general, I guess, but also the understanding of human human nature, I guess. Especially now that he's actually turned back to his Catholic faith, which um, is very, very, he's, he's Filipino. And so in the, in the Philippines, pretty much every single person there is Catholic and um, like they take that religion seriously, why, it's why they keep their family so close and why marriage is so important over there. But um, we're having this conversation one time and he was saying, whatever, whatever, he was watching a video on Instagram or whatever it was where he was saying, wow, these people take so much offense, like, so fast. Why do people, people are so, wow, people are so weak and they take such offense to this and that. They get offended by everything. Like, they get too easily offended. And I was like, yeah, but, I mean, that's the environment that they were told to bring, to be brought up in. I mean, this is why women don't understand how how men work. This is why women don't will never hang out with a man and um, why men, whenever there is a, a, a girl around, our boys, when there's a girl around, they typically tone down their, their vocabulary. <laughs> and you can sit here and lie and think that they're not, but they are. The, uh, they definitely tone down their language, their physical, just, I guess just physical actions towards each other. 
because uh, women will never understand if a, if, if a man or if a, if a boy was to talk real crazy like they do talk with their other with their other friends that are that are happened that are that are males a, ma a woman would just like be like oh my you cannot say that like you cannot say this and that and this and that or you can't do this like you can't touch me like a like they always like you can't do this because he's like oh I'm a, I'm a girl and stuff like that like they can't obviously do the same physical attributes uh, that typically groups of groups of men always do and so what men men and women are different all right but anyway whatever getting begin back to what I was talking about I was telling them, I was like, well, yeah, that's that's by design. I mean, people are supposed to be that way because if they were not that way, then they would able to they would be able to actually filter out through all the BS and everything, all the misinformation that that the word likes to be thrown around. But I'll use it in the actual term. All the misinformation that's being thrown around about what you should be offended by and why you should be offended and everything like that. But the and I think I I thought about it. And because he he's, he thinks the same way I do, like we both play games online, and we both both part of the whole gaming culture, which what we were brought up on, and um, especially just being in school, um, everyone in my age group, and especially like the the, the boys, um, pretty much we're all gaming. And what I'm gonna tell you right off the bat is they're saying the most, and I, this this is definitely why. Like him and I and people like us can typically filter out all the BS that's being spewed at us at all the times and where we can actually make correct um, observations about the world that's going on around us and overall just, just the reality, really. And why you should just never take offense to most things because most people are just saying it to say it. It's because we grew up at the start of the internet age whenever the actual net code of multiplayer games or just just online culture in general was um man this cigar is fire so but like the whole gaming culture as a whole we grew up in that and it was the start of it because there wasn't really no i mean the whole playing online with friends didn't happen until about 2003 with the start of xbox live and um halo halo one and especially in halo two and uh rainbow six Vegas, no, not Rainbow Six Vegas, just Rainbow Six in general. But we grew up in the age where people were saying the most vile stuff that they could. I mean, we would, and like in the lobbies, and I would say some of this stuff. I mean, I would say like, and I was, I was, I was nine years old. I should not have been saying the things that I was saying. But I'll just tell you right off the bat. I mean, we'd be like, man, y'all. I was like, oh, y'all just got. Like we just we're saying all that we're saying the most vile stuff possible to, to each other, and especially to anyone that we're playing um, against in the in the in the game. We grew up in that age where everyone was saying. I remember hearing people that I knew and people that online. I mean, like uh, teammates, like just random teammates on um, online or the enemy team was like, "Oh, y'all just got raped, man. Y'all, 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 yeah." Like saying all that. I mean, this is why the infamous, what's it called, gamer vocabulary, gamer words, where it's like, uh, 
it's saying hard R. You know, they saying, you know, people, we always say the hard R. I mean, I'm a hard R, I'm a gamer. <laughs> that's, in, that's implied. But um, what I wanted to say is that we, because we, we were able to, we were saying the most vile stuff to each other, hearing the most vile stuff, just doing the most BM stuff as possible to just, to just talk that ish, talk the shiz nice it. That's what we're doing, and it's, it was just fun. I mean, we understood. I mean, we grew up where I know. I mean, I know personally from my family, we grew up with the whole. Um, you know, don't ever. You know, you can you can do this or whatever. Just you know, like you, you know, you can differentiate between good and bad, and that's what we did. And I mean, we understood that. We were taught that, in, like in my family, because like, I've always played with my cousins when on um, online games, and um, we understood. Now this was just like, just to say it. I mean, we understood that we're not actually gonna do these things or say these things in real life because obviously we're not gonna do that. So um, whenever we hear something that is pretty much targeted towards us or that is, you know, misleading on purpose, the people who grew up and people who are my age and the people who are maybe like a year or two below me, or especially like a year or two above me, we're able to see through all the BS. Because we grew up in that age where we are around the most vile stuff possible and saying the most vile things to each other. So we just kind of desensitize ourselves, which is, um, I mean, it's a good thing. It's not like we're desensitized to ourselves as in like playing games and we're thinking, oh, you know, it's just, we're just shooting, gunning people down. Like that's not that's not the same thing. We desensitize ourselves to language because we understood that once it, well, language doesn't actually amount to anything in terms of just saying, calling somebody a name. I mean, that's not something that affects us directly. We're not. That's not something that you know we ever take offense to or take too personally because I mean we said it all the time or anything like that. That's what. And then I think it definitely has to do with why Gen Z is the most pro-life generation in the past, or in the past like f like five generations really, or four generations, is because we grew up in that age while I was saying, like we, um, the most garbage that we can spew, we did and we heard. And because of that, we desensitize ourselves in a good way that we can, fil we can filter out BS and misleading information like I was saying. And um, I think that definitely has to contribute to why Gen Z is the most pro-life generation. I may have just repeated myself, but I just want to get that. Like, I want to see if you can hear what I'm saying and kind of take that into account of trying to understand what I'm saying. So the whole misconstruement of um, the woman should be able to have um, the, the, the right to kill her baby. Like, we understood, we understand that when they're lying to us, which they do, in turn, especially in, with that whole situation, that um, we can just take that, we can take the BS and just throw it to the side and actually see what it, what it is the actual problem is. And um, it definitely has to do with um, the whole pro-life stuff and why you have uh, college students, probably like a year or two below me. I'm 22, so probably like 18 to 20, so about, Two to four years below, um, younger than me, that there you can look at videos of uh, Baylor University, where they're having 
church seances outside of the main building or in the courtyards or um, just having prayers inside of classes. Like, um, let me actually pull up this video of the this like seance slash dance singing. I mean, there's like this singing um, group that was going on. Very uh, interesting. It's very, I mean, I love to see it. You know how much I love to get on my soapbox and talk about Christianity. <clears throat> so that's something I love to see. I love to see people coming back to the faith, having faith in the first place, really. I love to see it. So it seems like it, I think it does, definitely does. The whole internet age and saying the most vile stuff has to contribute with the whole this new Christian rebirth that we're starting to see around the country, um, just because all the, all the all the lies that are being spewed, they're able to just throw that out and be like, okay, well, all the attacks that are being thrown at Christians and they just throw them out, throw them out to the side, throw them in the garbage, and just actually pay attention to what is being said, or yeah, just being paying attention to what the situation is. So we love to see it. It definitely has to do with the, I, I think, it may sound kind of dumb, but I definitely think that it has to do with this new rebirth of um, morality, I should say, and truth. So, <laughs> we're able to see through the, the flamers and, uh, and just garbage. Mm. It also tells that... Uh, Uh, and this is why the, the Gen Z is more more activist, I would say. It's why you go to uh, the CPAC and you go to Turning Point or what is it? What's the other one? Well, you just go to like Turning Point events as conservative events. And you see a lot of young people there because they want to do something. They want to be leaders, which is good because the church can't get anywhere without leaders. All the old people... And I'm sorry to tell you, if you're if you're above the age of 50 in the church, you're old. Uh, anyone above that, you, you obviously, and I know this because the place that I go to has nothing but 50 plus, uh, 50 50 year olds and up. They just don't understand the whole situation that's going on. They don't understand why there's so many gay people, why there's so much um, morons, why there's so many trans morons. They don't actually see the the problem that is, so they don't understand it, and so they're just not going to do anything. Well, you know what? We're just going to lay back and just do whatever. You know, God is good. God is good, which is true. But you cannot just say that and be like, well, people are just going to come to us because, you know, God is good. They're just going to come to us. Like, that's not how that works. Like, they don't know that. They don't know that.
So, and that's you know, and that's another thing. Um, it really, it really is a telltale sign that people have never that the people who are getting offended by just words, or just by everything in general, pretty much, but especially by words. I, they, they're pretty much outing themselves that they've never actually worked a hard labor job, or, or they've never like done a sport. Because if you go in the locker rooms of a of a sports team with a bunch of dudes, man, it gets gay as hell. It gets really gay in there. They're over there saying, "Oh, nice," you know, and then they're they're wrapping up the towels and like snapping it at each other and the whole like Top Gun scene. Like, people always like to make fun of Top Gun. I mean, they did it in Maverick, too, where they have the whole shirtless guy volleyball scene. I mean, if, if being honest, I mean, if you're going to get around a group of guys, there's going to get a point in time where they start doing gay stuff, but it's, like, as a joke. So it, it happens every time, especially in locker rooms. And if you go to a construction site, I mean, they're, they're saying... I mean, they're joking with each other, obviously, but uh, they're saying some very racist things. <laughs> they're talking real crazy about women. I mean, it's, in the locker rooms, I tell you right now, I can tell you in the locker rooms, they're talking real crazy. I mean, I've never played a sport, but I've been around the friends in high school and in college where they talk, like, they're talking about women real crazy and about things they're gonna, they want to do to getting real nasty. That's how I can already tell that you've never worked a hard labor job. Whenever you get offense to, you get um, you take offense to that, to language in general. So, <laughs> so with that said, um, people always want to associate the uh, the big R word, hard R. Um, Republicans with being the whole Bible thumping, waving their fists in the air, people who are the ones who are taking offense. But that's not actually true, because if you actually take a look at what's been going on the past three years, you can actually see it's it's actually the opposite. I mean, just by definition, someone who's conservative doesn't want to change ways, and by definition, or they they're, they're happy with whatever they're doing or where they're at at the time. And so by definition, someone who's liberal is not okay with what's going on. They always want to change something. That's why they're called the progressives. They always want to change. So let me take the three, past three years, for example. Right? I got some, I had to pull out some notes here. Um, so think about the word Democrat, all right? No, actually, let's go back. So think about Republicans, all right? What do you typically associate Republicans with? Oh, they're they're uh, they're pro military funding. They're pro tax cuts. Um, they 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 Bible thump everywhere they go. They want to legislate morality. Get your. They want to bring in the the church into the into laws and the Christians and more police and yeah. I mean that's that's true. So now let's take a look at the other side. All right, let's take a look at what. The Democrats do, um, just by being democratic. I mean, by definition of what a Democrat is, the uh, Democrats are believe in democracy and democracy in its purest form, which is why it never works, is mob rule. 
so that it's in their definition. And that's what, it is what they believe because if you look, I, I'm actually gonna call back to what I was talking about about Brett Kavanaugh. But he's a Supreme Court judge. Supreme Court judges don't make laws. They don't base their rulings off of what people think. They think about what specifically in the Constitution does it either prove or disprove what can be um, overturned or turned or what the law should be. They don't make laws. They just, whether or not the law is constitutional is what they do. So, think about the Democrats, right? Mob rule. What have they done for the three for um, the past three years specifically? Because that is the most prominent, and we can, the both of us, can clearly see that. That um, I mean, let me let me just take a few things. All right, you remember Black Lives Matter? Black Lives Matter. Do you think that was um, Republican? No, I don't think you do. I don't think you legitimately do not because one. Um, they always call Republicans racist, and they consider Republicans, all Republicans are white. So obviously it's not Black Lives Matter, right? Which, you know, if you, if you Black Lives Matter has been proven to be Marxist and false, and the people who created it, the Marxists, Patrice Cullors, um, used all the money that, were, um, that was given to them in the name of black people to uh, buy mansions, buy whatever they want to buy, buy the most, partake in the most, capitalist uh, endeavors all right but what did uh so like with the previous stating of republicans are pro-police pro-military pro-laws pro-christianity pro all of that i think about what blacks my black lives matter was spewing they wanted to abolish the police They wanted to give people, black people, reparations. And they're saying, um, I mean, by the, you know, the name Black Lives Matter, it means you're, dis, you know, you're segregating. But the Black Lives Matter was because of the whole Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, and especially George Floyd. They're saying, well, white people are hunting down, white police are hunting down black people, which is false. I mean, we we know that um, LeBron James is, you know, he's lying, but he lies because he gets money from he lies because he gets money from by the from the lie. He's part of the whole uh, mob rule. All right, well, let's go through it step by step. All right, think about abolish, abolishing the police, right? Which obviously, if you Republicans are, do not believe that. And that's typically what they're associated with. All right. Abolish police. All right. Destroys the minority communities and especially where black people are living at. It destroys the communities because the police who are more focused in the areas where the crime is going on have a lot of black people in it. So when you get rid of the police, you're taking out the, the law from the areas where there's crime going on. I mean, the police aren't patrolling Beverly Hills. They're not patrolling the, in, uh, 
what is it? What is that one place? Uh, wherever Obama has his mansion at, like they're not patrolling over there because there's not there's not a lot of crime going on. They're in the like De not Detroit, and there's really nothing going on in Detroit in terms of policing. But where the crime is, doesn't it make sense that the that the police are m focusing their efforts into places that have crime going on? There would be no reason to have 50 cops going into um, the suburbs where the little kids are running around in the street kicking the ball and playing with their dog or something. And then they have 10 people in the, the ghetto, in the hood. That wouldn't make sense. All right, now with that said, remember how they were calling them slaveholders? Black Lives Matter lie about the statistics of unarmed black people killed by police. And by the way, the whole unarmed thing, just because they're unarmed doesn't mean that they don't have the capacity to kill and or they don't have an environment in which they could or they can take advantage of their environment to gain weapons. Because you can be unarmed, but you can be driving a car. Uh, but I mean, if you just drive 40 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour into somebody, they're gonna bash their skull in on the concrete, or if not, you just completely run them over and snap their spines up. But that's, I guess, they're unarmed, right? They don't have an arm, but they're using something that's deadly. I mean, someone could be unarmed, but when push comes to shove, if there's someone, like a police officer after them, they could just grab a brick and try to bash them over the head. So that's what they try to do with the whole Waukesha, Wisconsin, um, massacre, that parade massacre. And there was a, a black a Black Lives Matter um, black supremacist who I forget the name, but it doesn't, uh, nah, it doesn't really matter, but there's a reason why you probably don't know. It, um, I mean, some of you probably do, but you probably don't know it by heart. Like you didn't know about George Floyd is because he's a, he's a Black Lives Matter activist supremacist. He's a black supremacist. When he killed people in a parade, when he drove his SUV, but they said an SUV drove into the parade, but SUVs don't drive themselves. People drive the, people drive cars. All right. And he did it in the name of, um, you know, white people bad. So let's take that next point right there. Like I just said, white people bad. All right, first of all, the country is mostly white, all right? Like 70% of the country is white. That's just how it is. So when you say white people are bad, you're saying 70% of the country's bad. It's by design though. I just wanna let you know what that said, right? How this country is mostly white. And this country, this country is white. All right. Let me remind you that white people fought over slavery, all right? The Republican party was established to abolish slavery. This is why you can go back and look at uh, Democrat senators and uh, politicians saying that the that the Republican Party were saying that it's the Negro Party. Yeah, because they were they wanted black people to part to participate in society and be a citizen. You've heard of the three fifths compromise, but it was because the Democrats didn't want didn't consider um, black people people. And the Republicans did, so they made a compromise where, you know, well, all right, well, 
you guys are obviously don't want black people to be black people and you guys are stuck on that stance or black people to be people and citizens. So here, how about we meet in the middle? Which they did because I mean, eventually, um, you know, for them, a slippery slope was like, oh, well, what if we, we consider them somewhat of a, of a citizen or a person, then eventually they'll have rights, which they did. And also the first black senator uh, was Republican. Let me see if I can find that, actually. I know I have it looked up here, but let me go ahead and find it. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. I have a lot of uh, tabs open. Because I was looking at a lot of guns. That's me. Oh, okay. Here we go. Um, the first United, the first Black United States senator was his name is Hiram Rhodes Revels. He was a African Methodist, and um, he was Republican. He was the first Black senator into the Senate. He's Republican, by the way. Just want to let you know that. All right. So, and then even now, when we look back at it, I mean, Black Lives Matter was, has been proven, like I was talking about, has been proven to be an absolute money grab lie. So let's look at a few other things. I'm not going to go completely into detail on it because I'm trying to switch up the topic for next episode. I'm trying to focus more on um, music industry kind of, <clears throat> and entertainment industry as a whole, but specifically music industry topics because that is where... I want to be, but not like the, you know, the mainstream music industry because, you know, I believe that um, I do not want to sign a pact in blood to the devil. So, the Republicans, but more specifically, the conservatives were, were proven right about Black Lives Matter being a, um, a money grab terrorist group. Um, let's think of some other things that have been proven correct, all right? The China virus, the Kung flu. Remember when you couldn't say that it was, um, it came from China? In China. Remember when uh, they were calling Trump a racist because they were calling it the Chinese virus? Or he was calling it the Chinese virus and he called it the Kung Flu at some point too, that was hilarious. He's right, he was right about it. And now you're allowed to say it because well, one, he's not in power and two, because, um, People don't really care anymore, so they're just like, you know what? We'll just we'll just push it out there to say that we said it, but nobody's paying attention, so like we'll get away with it. All right. So, Chinese virus, um, as I stated in um, two episodes ago. Yeah, two episodes ago, where the masks the masks don't work. Um, they don't do anything at all um, to prevent you from getting a respiratory illness. They don't do anything, and if and actually. It makes it worse because you're breathing in the carbon that you're supposed to be breathing out. It's supposed to be coming out of you for a reason. All right. And then another thing that has been in the news recently. It was the whole January 6th thing. I mean, nobody really cares about it. Even when they tried to do the whole Hollywood trial show trial where they had a Hollywood producer specifically hired to do that, to make 
and also they aired it during prime time to actually uh, make sure that people looked at it and be like, wow, this was so violent. This was so um, an insurrection, which it wasn't. So the Republicans were saying that uh, masks don't work, proven right. Saying that it was a Chinese virus, they were right. Conservatives were saying that January 6th was, um, was nothing more than a scuff up. They were right. Um, I will talk more about it, but that would take quite a while. And um, again, I'm kind of, I want to switch it up a little bit in terms of uh, being overtly 100% talking about um, being a political commentary channel. I want to definitely lean more into what I want to do because I think it'd be more interesting. And also, um, I love doing music, so it definitely helped with my um, my reach, I would say. So, <laughs> what I'm going to try to do in the next few episodes, I'm sorry I kind of skipped over that, but I could talk about it some other time, or you can go watch... Uh, you can go watch Liz Wheeler talk about it. They, they more specialize in just specifically focusing on um, news, legacy news media stuff. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and just like the next episodes, what I'm going to try to do is um, focus more on the music industry. So with all of that said... Uh, it is really cool, very interesting, I should say, how the celebrities also push this narrative, push all of these narratives. Um, you remember Lil Baby releasing, um, what was what was that song? Ah, it's dead. Anyway, I don't remember what the song was called, but uh, it was basically him um, in response to the whole George Floyd stuff. Um... They push these narratives because they understand that you know, the people that pay them are the ones that also want to push this narrative because it gives people, it gives them more control over the people. So that's why the celebrities are doing it. But like I said, the celebrities are doing it because they, they worship money, a.k.a. Satan. They worship the money that they're getting from these from these deals such as Nike and um, McDonald's, which McDonald's has been pretty hush-hush about most of those things. But they get these deals because they, they, they told the line of what is allowed to be said is what I should say. You're not allowed to say that George Floyd um, was not killed because Derek Chauvin hated black people. You're not allowed to say that. And so if they continue to toe that line, then they'll just be able to continue to get these deals these big companies which, you know, run what their ESG models, their business models. Um, artists, fast food deals. You got Hollywood rapist Harvey Weinstein. He's best friends with all those big celebrities. It's just really crazy. I mean, not really, but I mean, it's, uh, it's not so crazy to talk about it, I would say. It's not too crazy to say it. So... In the next few episodes, what I wanted to talk about is uh, 
specifically like these music industry rituals. So let me go ahead and name a few that uh, I wanted to talk about. I'm going to say some here and then I'm going to save some for the next episode. But um, if you need more proof that the celebrities and the artists, specifically the artists that um, are worshiping Satan, I mean, do you, you remember the whole Travis Scott Astro World controversy? How people were died and stampeded and he didn't do anything about it. And um, if you actually look into that, all the imagery for Astro World was crazy as hell. And I mean that as hell. Uh, you know, the imagery for Travis Scott was um, see you on the other side. And if you look at the stage, it was like super, the, the imagery on it was just in, just insane. You have like the all-seeing eye with people going into hell with the different portals and everything. You enter in through a portal that says see you on the other side and then just so happens that people die over there and also it like it's 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 not not crazy to say it. So um all I can say is that all these conspiracies have been proven right. And so I definitely um would not put this kind of conspiracy about the music industry, especially when they're so boring about it and they just like, look at this, Satan, look at this, demons, look at these um just look at this devil, look at this um, blasphemy. So, if you look at the Grammys, right? Speaking of the government, um, isn't it, don't you think it's a little suspect how the Grammys were uh, sponsored by Pfizer? What does Pfizer have to do with the, with the Grammys, you would say? I mean, everything. Um, the music industry, you look at the celebrities talking real crazy. In the entertainment industry, they, they push this. They push this narrative that you should get inseminated. So it would be in their best interest to the, for, the, for the pawns to continue to toe the line because otherwise they won't get these deals. They won't be able to go to the Grammys because they need to feel self-important. So you're not allowed to say that they don't work at all or that they kill people. You're not allowed to say that. Uh, pharmaceutical company and the music industry, what do those two have to do with each other? Mm, I don't know. Maybe you should look at what uh, what they're saying. And, uh, yeah. It's kind of not the uh, question at this point. So, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. There's not a lot more to talk about. I'm definitely trying to switch up the uh, the topic a little bit. Just a little something I wanted to talk about. Um, next episode should be interesting if I do my research correctly anyway. Which I think I should be. But uh, I'm going to kind of sw- stray away from being a political commentator in terms of the mainstream politician stuff and more about the music industry because that is where I want to be that is what I do and um, if I talk about something that's not specifically music then at that point I'm just becoming a political commentating um, channel which is I mean if you look at my YouTube channel it has like a YouTube like a an artist channel little verification next to it so why am I here not talking why am I here not addressing the entertainment industry 
in the music industry. And I have a fish artist channel. All right, well, anyway. Ooh, thank you for watching. Go ahead and uh, like, comment, subscribe. Comment and uh, share if you can, if you will. You know, it's free. Same thing with my music. Check out my, uh, my most recent single, which should be here in the YouTube channel. And uh, I, on the left side of me, on the right side of your screen, it should have Speechless. I'll try to hear. Sorry, here's like the, the channel. Here's the song. Definitely check this out. It's on all, on all streaming platforms. So it's in the, it's, it's, look and check the description of the YouTube channel and check the description of the, the streaming uh, site that you're, that you're listening to it on if you're listening to it. And um, make sure you keep up to date. That's it for me.